Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 1st of March, the 60th day of 2021, so that 305 days are ahead of us until 2022. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had approached 113.2 million, amounting to an increase of at least 2.7 million cases globally since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week bordered on 28.5 million, an increase of over a half million cases since the week before. The University of Maine in Orono continues to conduct spit tests every week of employees who are spending any time at all on campus, and these are to continue throughout the semester. Becoming ever clearer to many is that curbing the rampage of COVID-19 across America will have to be a proactive matter. Simply waiting around for your primary care physician to set up an inoculation appointment for you will likely prove to be an exercise in futility. A growing number of folks who have been successful in receiving vaccines have done so by way of making repeated phone calls and other communications to the organizations dispensing those vaccines. Elsewhere concerning COVID-19 on the planet, India has been maintaining a distant second place worldwide this past week with over 11 million confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus. Brazil continues in a not-so-distant third place worldwide with 10.4 million confirmed cases this past week. Russia and the UK, neck and neck for a while now, have swapped places this past week, with Russia moving into fourth place with 4.2 million confirmed cases and the UK in fifth place also with 4.2 million cases, the two countries being only 9,000 cases apart. France is not far behind in sixth place with about 3.8 million confirmed cases. Spain is again in seventh place with nearly 3.2 million confirmed cases. Deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday were eclipsing 2.6 million. Meanwhile, here in the U.S., total confirmed COVID-19 deaths near the end of this past week approached 509,000, an increase of at least 15,000 from the previous week, amounting to an average of 2,142 cases per day, or nearly 89 fatalities every hour. Important to remember is that the U.S. has only 4% of the world's population, though at least 25% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases, and almost 20% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet. Beyond doubt, we are absolutely the most hospitable people on Earth to the novel coronavirus. Elsewhere internationally, second place for COVID-19 fatalities again goes to Brazil with its total of 252,000 deaths from the virus since the beginning of the pandemic. Mexico continues in third place, recording 184,000 deaths due to COVID-19. And India is again in fourth place with close to 157,000 coronavirus deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. Heavenward in the eastern sky, mid to late evening tonight, look for the waning full moon, the snow moon, as it keeps company with Spica, the brightest star in the constellation Virgo the Maiden. Today in 1516, the Dutch humanist and theologian Desiderius Erasmus published Novum Instrumentum Omne, the first edition of the New Testament in Greek. 
A few years later, Protestant reformer Martin Luther would use Erasmus's translation to write the September Testament, a translation of the New Testament into German. Today in 1692 in Salem, Massachusetts, Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba were arrested for witchcraft. Today in 1781, after ratification by the 13th state, Maryland, the Continental Congress officially adopted the Articles of Confederation, the first constitution of the United States of America, and today in 1790, the U.S. Congress authorized the first U.S. Census. Today in 1890, the first U.S. edition of Arthur Conan Doyle's A Study in Scarlet, a detective mystery novel featuring the character Sherlock Holmes, was published by J.P. Lippincott. Today in 1941, W47NV, the first fully licensed commercial FM station, began broadcasting in Nashville, Tennessee. Today in 1954, the United States tested a hydrogen bomb in the archipelago of Bikini, part of the Marshall Islands. Today in 1961, President John F. Kennedy established the Peace Corps as a new agency inside the Department of State. Today in 1973, Pink Floyd released their album Dark Side of the Moon, which has since sold over 45 million copies. Today in 1910, in Kirimuir, Scotland, William Edlund, Edward Graham Niven, a landed proprietor, and Henrietta Julia Niven had the fourth of their four children and named him David. By the time David was two, his father had gambled away much of the family fortune on horse races, but enough remained for Dad to head off to World War I in style, attended by a valet, an undergardener, and two grooms. Unfortunately for everyone, Lieutenant William Niven of the Berkshire Yemenry perished in the pointless fighting at Gallipoli. Subsequently, when David was sent off to school, he was not a good student, frequently getting into trouble over pranks and being bounced from school to school. At Stowe, however, the headmaster, J.F. Roxborough, was understanding and gentlemanly toward David and became somewhat of a father figure to the young man, who Roxborough would help enter Sandhurst, Britain's equivalent of West Point. From there, David became an officer in the British Army, a commission he resigned after a few years once meeting the heiress, Barbara Hutton, who had invited him to spend Christmas in New York. He was enamored of America and decided to settle in Hollywood, where odd jobs led to his befriending film stars and moguls, and eventually an unintentional part in a publicity stunt during the filming of the Clark Gable and Charles Lawton version of Mutiny on the Bounty, and from the resulting notoriety was given a studio contract. Today is also the birthday of Frederick Chopin in 1810, of Glenn Miller in 1904, of Dinah Shore in 1917, of Yitzhak Rabin in 1922, of Pete Rozelle in 1926, of Harry Belafonte in 1927, of Catherine Bach and Ron Howard in 1954, of Timothy Daly in 1956, and of Justin Bieber in 1994. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 11th official week of winter. Spring is just around the corner.